way, there's one more adjective to add there. She's fucking hot. I don't want to be placist, but Arkansas. <laughs> Eyebrows. I'm not into her nose job. I'm not into her vibe. I'm not into one thing about Danielle. Welcome back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We are back. We have an emergency bachelor lifestyle podcast to get to. Um, we had to. We had to call a special session because the bachelor has been popping off. Thankfully. We were all able to convene. I'm here with our very own pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. How are you doing, Fancy? Hey, I'm good. How are you guys? Outstanding. I'm doing well. And of course, luckily, we were able to, because of the torrential rains in Southern California, the softball fields were too wet. So Jason Stewart is able to join us tonight for this emergency bachelor session. Jason Stewart, how are you? Hello, everybody. Now, my uh, my exercise and step count and ability to rake balls all over the field is sacrificed. But this podcast is the winner tonight. You do you, you wear a, you wear a Fitbit while you're playing softball? No, but you know, relatively speaking, I could take steps outside playing softball. Oh, right? Yeah, because it is it is exercise. Well, good for you. And what and what are you batting this season? Uh, Six eighty eight. Oh, oh. Isn't softball more like a girl's game, though? No, your numbers are down. No, Kate. I'm not trying to be no, mean. Kate, I just thought it was. No, we're talking. I thought baseball. We're talking slow pitch like, softball. This is manly stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, weren't you. Didn't you bat. Like underarm bowling. Didn't you bat like 860 last season? Yeah, my average is down, but my power is up. Oh, really? Yeah. Making good contact. Really squaring it yep. up. Good for you. Okay. It's been a while since we last convened, since we last spoke and talked about The Bachelor. Shit has been popping off. Sure has. Surprisingly, despite yet another dud, catatonic Bachelor, really among the worst Bachelors of all time, as we predicted. He's among the worst people of all time. Would agree with that. This season has been saved. By the quintessential villain character, although I would argue she is not a villain. She's a hero. Of course, I'm talking about Corinne. What is everybody's thoughts on Corinne? Kate McManus. I want Corinne to die in a fire, but I also Whoa. love her. I yes, like, she has that effect a, on people. I have a love-hate relationship That's, with her. That, she is the dumbest twat yes? to ever wow. grace wow. a television to bleep that screen. One but yet, her performance... And I'm assuming it's a performance. Obviously. It's pretty great. She makes eye contact with the camera on the regs. Um, she's had some great quotes. She breaks which I the fourth will wall. at some point read to you guys. Yeah. And I know that the show is very manufactured. I I just feel like this is the way it goes down. The cast, the the girls, the cast gets announced. Yes. Somehow um, talent managers find out. Right. They immediately sign these girls, like Corinne. Yep. And then I feel like someone has sat down with her and come up with a plan for how, yep. who she's going to be on this show and how she's going to approach the show. Well, it's a lot like the ki- kids are much better with the internet because they've grown up with the internet. Mm. These, these women 
have been raised on The Bachelor. The Bachelor has been on for basically their whole lives. So they're very in tune with what you need to do and how you need to act. Jason Stewart, give us your thoughts. What do you think about Corinne? Well, first of all, to kind of button up that last point, I, for some reason I hadn't really thought about that. That's absolutely right. This is a generation of reality TV viewers. I'm like, I was going to say that much like Chad last season, um, I think that Corinne is either just an actress who is planted into the show or, as you suggested, this is uh, these are very self-aware or, or right. lacking self-aware, however you want to look at it, uh, reality show uh, generation people that have come up on this stuff and they just know what to do and what to say. Corinne, to me, she says – uh, she says perfect things with little taglines and delivers it well. It's like, yeah, she comes off as kind of this ditzy blonde who's bitchy, but she seems to put the put the others in their place and say the perfect thing. So I very much do uh, enjoy watching, and I'm amused by by what she's doing or what the what the show is having her do, <laughs> because somehow she has all of the other female contestants worried about what she's doing on these group things as opposed to worrying about their own time with this douchebag. They're worried about why is Corinne not here? Why is she yep. napping? Yep. Why is she in the bouncy house? This is a pet peeve I have she, with this show. She's dominating. She's dominating the it, show. I get so annoyed with these chicks that want to confront other chicks on this show exactly. and say, you're not here for the right reasons. Right. Like, Taylor tonight, and I'm really mm. into the Taylor and Karim beef, by the way. Yeah, that's that's going to come to a head um, next week. I just, like, stop whinging, yeah. Taylor. Look, who cares if Corinne is emotionally mature enough yeah. to be in a relationship with Nick? Like, wh- why do you care? You're not here for Corinne. Obviously, if she's not mature enough, that bodes well for you. Just right. forget about exactly. it. Exactly. And, and also, these chicks are so young. They're like, you know, 23. They don't know how to fight properly. No. They've got no good comebacks. Argue. They've got no good shutdowns. I mean, Corinne's the best at it, and she's epically stupid. Yeah, she's she's very stupid, but she's very entertaining. By, by the way, by the way one, there's one more adjective yeah. to add there. She's fucking hot. I mean, she's super she's hot. Every, totally agree. Every with you. time you think like, oh, maybe she's like good lighting chick or something, but she's she's really easy to look at, which makes it even more appealing. Uh, my my dear friend, walk off HBP today. In a tweet, great supporter of the show, Walk Off HPP, today in a tweet had the nerve to to tell me that Corinne was a six. So I immediately, what I did is I, I took his tweet, I made a screenshot of it, I printed it up on a piece of paper, and then I crumbled up that piece of paper and threw Walk it away. Off. Because Paul. that is a, a bad take. Don't, don't bring me those, those bad takes. Paul, I have to agree with you. Oh my god! What? I think Ta- I think Taylor's way more um, attractive than Corinne. Way more interesting to look disagree. at. Way prettier. I, I yeah, I, w- I would disagree as well. But you guys, I, you guys have more basic. I think guys, Taylor. So. I do think Taylor's pretty. I do not think Taylor's unattractive. I think a lot of the girls on the show are not very attractive. I think Taylor's attractive. I think Corinne is pretty hot. In a you guys look at girls in a totally different way. Chick you pick up at a club. <laughs> you think we look at women in a totally different exactly. way than you do? Yeah. Yes, I do. Yes. Completely. Uh, speaking uh and speaking of um hot in a slutty chick you pick up at a club in Vegas sort of way, 
Can we we haven't talked about this. We haven't been on since episode one. Pour a little out for Liz. Really <laughs> was really bummed to see her go. I thought she could have made a nice run on the show, especially when they got to more tropical, beachy Liz locations com- with less clothing. Liz was coming with the butchy beach volleyball player vibe. She had some me. broad shoulders the, with the nose ring and just kind of like Amazonian some things going on. proportions and a little bit of a dude energy. She, she okay. completely overplayed her hand. She ruined it. She, she ruined it. She didn't. She should have slow played it, shouldn't she, Jason? Right, yeah. She was just like, that whole speech where she just, you know, lays everything out and puts yep. them on the spot, there's no recovering with that. And uh, and I I pulled away from thinking, I mean, I think I had been skeptical about her looks in our first podcast, and then I just went yeah. from, she's not that great. I, I, was ne- I was never a big fan. Oh, I liked her. I liked her a lot. She's the chick that works at Wells Fargo. She's yeah, in the, she's she, a, I, no, she's a doula. Ouch. Yeah, but she just like she, the she's she just burst, she she's about babies. as memorable to me as the teller at hot, like tellers can be hot. I've seen I've seen many hot tellers in my right. life. That's a hot chick's job. Uh, okay, well I'm, I'm I guess I was the only one in the Liz camp. Um, who else? Who else do we need to talk about? I really need a lot of Raven. Okay, we could talk about Raven. Raven had a very memorable date this week. And when you're discussing the looks of other people's vaginas on a date, um, I don't think that bodes well for her and her uh, well, just longevity you, on just the show. Just that you had seen, you know what, you know what someone else's vagina looks she like. She basically described a situation. Where is she from? To, she's from Arkansas. She basically yeah. described well, a situation to Nick in which she caught her boyfriend cheating on her, and she basically said, "Hey, look." I'm a fucking crazy person. You don't believe me? Let me tell you this story. I don't want to be placist, but Arkansas. <laughs> placist. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. she just had no chance. Um, well, she, I, yeah, she, I did. Guess. she definitely comes off as a, quite a bit of a hill. Well, according hillbilly. to the story, according to the story, her mother uh, fully signed off and encouraged her to go over and use violence against her cheating ex. And by the way, uh, the use of infidelity is kind of strange in this one. I think Nick, I don't think anyone's ever asked a question like this. And I'm not sure why he went there, but he's like, um, and when was your last relationship? And that ended because of infidelity. Right. Like, what, right. where did that come right. from? Who, who asked like he's got a dossier on her? Just, yeah, he does. He gets yeah. he gets um, fed these questions by the producers so that they have interesting conversations on the dates. And they've obviously heard this story and they want her to tell it. And who, but but this, who uses the word infidelity there? Why not just yeah, say, again. so you were cheated on? Like, what? Yeah, that, that's such again. a weird conversational term. Totally. Why even bring it up? They clearly, she had clearly told that story in a pre-interview with the producer uh, and the producer's like, we got to get that story into this show. Agreed. Um, Also this, this season succeeding despite the producers, this, this Corinne has saved the season. They picked a dud bachelor. They picked a bunch of boring broads. They're, They're trying to juice it by having Nick be on a date with Danielle and go, Oh, Oh, randomly, we're in my hometown, and look at this girl just sitting here at this soda pop fountain in the window. Just, I happen to know her, and oh, by the way, we have history. She's my ex-girlfriend. Let's all sit down together and have a chat. 
Who thought that was a good idea? So corny, all of it. And I've had just about enough of Nick's mumbling, mumblecore voice, ventriloquist, like doesn't move his mouth when he talks, resting his sad head in his hand. He just grosses me out. Should Is it not a red flag that Nick's mom has a nose ring? He's got 10 brothers and sisters, one of whom he's like 25 years older than. When Nick's around his mom... She gives off the vibe that she might have breastfed him till he was like eight. <laughs> yes. It is it is an odd thing. The mother and he and like that little sister Belle is still being breastfed. I think either the mother six five or the dad is yes. five two. I can't quite figure very, out that. Very weird. Every very... time she starts talking about Nick and his like love life, she starts crying. And calm down, lady. You, you hear eleven kids, and you expect to see a mom in prairie garb with a long one long French braid down to her butt. She's got um, she's got like a, a flowery dress that's got long sleeves with lace ar- around the wrists, and she comes out. She's got a short haircut. She's got a nose ring, leather jacket. Like, this is not the woman I was expecting. When I hear 11 kids, I hear pro-lifer. Yeah, well, that too, yes, but no, did, didn't doesn't look the part, in no, my no. opinion. And how about this? Doesn't look like she's from Milwaukee. That was some abortion humor. How about this? My favorite kind. <laughs> we know Nick's from Wisconsin, right? Right. So, um... You know, the, we sure do because we travel to his boring ass well, hometown. That, that's right. what I was just getting to, right? It's the girls. The girls always know that there's a destination in, involved after a certain amount of time. We leave Los Angeles, and you know the show is scripted when Chris Harrison is saying, "Pack your bags, girls. We're going to Milwaukee." Like yes, they're going to the south of France. Yeah, like they cheer. It's not like. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like Thailand or some. The, the budgets have gone down on this show considerably because they used to go to much. They they would like bounce out to two or three exotic locales, and now we're lucky if we get to one. Well, this and it's hometown like, thing it's is like part the of the Virgin story Islands. now. Yeah. Just going to their the dudes, but or they're the they're, they're not going to Vietnam anymore. Uh, they will. Or, or oh, yeah, maybe maybe they will. maybe one place. Um, who who else? Who do we have to look at as a contender at well, this I point? Think, I think. Can uh, we talk about Vanessa? Yeah, let's talk. I, that's all I want to talk about. She's hot. Yep. And she called him on his shit last episode, yep. saying, "Are you here to get married or are you here to fuck around?" Which I like. Right. Uh, I think she's a teacher of special education kids. Yeah. Um, I, and she, I think she's much too bright. And on her shit to actually win this thing. I would agree with that. She's gonna. She might be the one that's angling for a shot at Bachelorette. Yes. Unfortunately, might be a little too old. Twenty nine. This might be her something one. Something about her, her vibe shot. doesn't match with Nick's. Like she's no. too self assured or yes. something. But then so is Andy and Caitlin. He's, I don't know. Like he. I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel like they have chemistry together. Like he needs like a girl he can almost like save. And she just like. When she confronted him, she's like, what are you you like? What are you here for? I need to know because if you're here to find somebody to marry, okay. But if you're here to just find somebody to to fuck around with, I need to know because I'm not here for that. And he's like, okay. (laughs) Like, Like she, she wanted a response and he just, 
he was all uncomfortable. He had his like head on, he, he puts his hand on his face when he feels uncomfortable. And he was just like kind of mumbling. Like he was so overmatched by her that she had to be turned off. Like she has to be thinking about leaving the show. He's got to do something to woo her back at this point. He right. Gro- he grossed me out in that scene. Yeah. He, he seemed like a real puss. And what I've noticed is his go-to line this year that seems to do the trick. Whatever issues a woman has with him, he quickly tempers it by saying, I know exactly what it's like to be in your world where you're at. Yeah. So I understand. Yes. And for some reason, that, been for some reason that forgives any of his actions. It's, it's a total move. It's a total, here's the way I'm going to connect. It's, it's a thing that he does that he has I know what you're going done. through. Yeah. I empathize with you. Yeah. Um, usually by this point in the show, what are we, third episode, I have kind of an idea about who's going to go all the way, and I just don't really know. I just don't have any strong feelings about any of these chicks. I, I, think I know he likes that Danielle one, who is just yeah, terrible. Not into, I'm not into Danielle's eyebrows. I'm not into her nose job. I'm not into her vibe. I'm not into one thing about Danielle. And I know she's a fan favorite because she's sort of exotic looking. And she's got big fake cans. I, I'm not feeling anything about Danielle. She is low on the list. And that goes for both Danielles. That that tall, skinny, morose, blonde Danielle, she's got to go too. I feel I'm like, done with her. I feel like Nick and Corinna are a match made in heaven. You should pick her. Yeah, I've, I mean, I definitely, much like Chad last season, I, I want to see more Corinne. Like, I'm not, she has not worn out her welcome with me. I could definitely go with her a couple more weeks. But they uh, in the previews, they alluded to the fact that either Corinne or Taylor is gone next week. Interesting. It, and I, I, I don't think anybody wants let, to see Corinne go this soon. Let me throw this out there. Who, throw it out. Who, who, should, who deserves to be on the show less? Uh, Jamie with a nose ring, uh, racially oh, ambiguous. She's got balls yep. or yep. sexually ambiguous or, or dolphin chick Alexis. Oh, I, I was Alexis to me is mildly amusing. Like obviously she's not going to win the show. This Jamie brings nothing to the table. She has a line shaved in her eyebrow. I'm not sure what she's doing there. What is she doing there? She's got a perm. She's got bad hair color. She's a little bit masculine. How has she hung around this long? I think her. We, I think her strong hands and the way she milked the cow uh, won, won her some points with Nick. Like she was on top of that. Like <laughs> the, the the cow milking is that's straight out of Blind Date. They did a couple. <laughs> Jason Stewart as as the greatest blind date contestant in the history as the greatest reality show contestant in the history of dating game That's shows. Fair. You can attest that the cookie baking they did a they did a cookie baking knickerdoodles. Yeah, they made knickerdoodles. <laughs> oh and then they, they they did cow milking straight from the blind date playbook, like just right out of it. The only thing more blind date they could have done is throw on those big sumo costumes. And Corinne, <laughs> bless her heart, refused to, to do a lot of the farm dates. And I love that. I love that about Corinne. She's like, fuck this. I'm taking a nap. I don't do manure. She's like, like I don't shovel. I don't do shoveling the poopy. Yeah. <laughs> that she lost <laughs> points uh, when she called it poopy. Um, I was particularly into when she started talking to herself about as if she was a corn. 
Do you remember yeah, that? that was she goes, good. I'm a corn husk. You got to pull all the layers back. Oh, and was, in the middle yes. is this luxury yellow corn yes. with all these pellets of information. Loved and it. it's juicy I loved and it. buttery. Again. I love that metaphor. You want to get to that again, corn. I very, that, again. <laughs> that was my best Corinne. A perfect example of a Corinne wine that's just a little too good. A little too good for my uh, my sensory. Yeah. I feel like someone wrote that for her. Right. It, Look, by the way, like also, yeah. Went also another kind of a giveaway to me was when she was trying to defend her nap taking. She takes naps yeah. on the regs hey. all day long, yeah. napping, missing rose ceremonies because oh, yeah. she's taking a nap. Yep. She said, "Michael Jordan took naps, Abraham Lincoln took naps, yeah. and I refuse to believe that she knows who Abraham Lincoln is." <laughs> yes. Yeah, those are two like wide spectrum, uh, you know, icons in this country. I don't know if she she quite goes that that far but what could we talk about christina um the the woman from kentucky yet she has some eastern block accent going on what's what's going on there what's her background uh, i don't know like i don't know an eastern block yeah, country. She's, she's russian russian ukrainian yeah. i don't know so yeah. she is she's uh Wait, from the soviet block Ukraine, the former Russia? soviet block meaning she's got an agenda because Just they kidding. all do she's either looking to get a visa of her own or I think she wants like green cards. She somehow family. she somehow gained residency, <laughs> and now she needs to get her mom over here. That's this is this is how these Russian chicks do it. And I I'm I'm done with her. I, she I, might have come over here and gone to dental school, they, and now she's a dental hygienist in Kentucky. Right? She takes care of Kentucky's tooth. Um, God knows they probably this, need it. This <laughs> Christina, she seems to be based on my Twitter feed. She seems to be a fan favorite, and I cannot stand her. Every time she comes on the screen, I'm like, it's enough. Stop the accent, the look, everything about her. She tried to have with. a go at Corinne, too, but Corinne wasn't having it. My favorite line, Corinne line, back to Corinne, was when she said, I make Corinne great again. Yes. To- like, <laughs> I'm all on board. Someone's riding the ship last, for us to get- Last Bachelorette, I was ready for Chad to go. I was done with Chad. Yeah. And, and and if Corinne is Chad him. this season, which she clearly is, I'm not, it hasn't worn out its welcome. It's fine. She'll, yet. she'll get another show. She'll get a um, Bachelor in Paradise out of this oh, for franchise sure. as well. For sure. She's so. going to be the star of Bachelor qu- in Paradise. Oh, for sure. This is my question. Yeah. Does she, and they kind of hide the lead in this one. You never know. Does she run a multi-million dollar company? I'm not sure. Like what, I wish they would mention that once in a while. Like, does she is she involved in the flooring industry at all? I'm not. I'm, she doesn't mention it much. <laughs> and is it is it a multi She's is it a, a multi ten thousand dollar company or is it a multi time no. <laughs> Yes, I believe I believe it is. I'd, I'd have to rewind because I don't I don't think I've heard it, but I, I think it might be a multi million dollar flooring company. She's got her old man's got a tile business that she answers the phone for. So good for her. She replies to some customer emails. Yes, exactly. You go, Corinne. Um, who who else do we need to talk about? We've hit Vanessa, Danielle, not a fan. Um, Taylor. Oh, quickly. That tall cross-eyed let's, blonde one. Let's take a poll. She's on our way out. Let's take a poll quickly. They've they've alluded that Taylor or Corinne is going home next week. Who do you think it's gonna be? Kate McManus, Taylor or Corinne? Who goes home? I don't think either are going home. It's it's said <laughs> Chris Harrison said one of these girls is leaving. I don't believe it. Oh, okay. Interesting. So none. He's pulled a fast one on us. I don't know. That's hard to say. Okay, good answer. Uh, I, re- I mean, it could be either. I don't have a strong feel. You could pick one. Uh, Jason Stewart, 
I pick that Corinne stays because I want okay, her Okay, Taylor stay. goes home. That took a while. Uh, Jason Stewart, your thoughts? I, Who I, goes home, I think, Corinne I think Corinne has, uh, is, is pulling a chad and she's reaching the end of her script for the show. And I, I have a feeling she's going to go out. And by the way, interesting to note. Taylor, yes. who talks about this maturity, maturity, and are you mature and and was it intellectually or emotionally in, intelligent enough to get married? She's twenty three. Yeah, Taylor's twenty three. She, but she did. She has. She like studied at Johns Hopkins or when one of those a big is Johns Hopkins is a hospital, but is it also a college? I don't know. Either way, she has. She has a resume. I don't doubt that. Yeah, and but she. She strikes me as a as a person just out of uh, her education or just starting a career where she needs to show it off. That's what that whole thing yeah. is about. Right. No, she's she's definitely she's accomplished, but again, she's a child, so is Corinne. They're out of their element. They're too young to be negotiating real life relationships. Well, Corinne wants to punch Taylor in the face. Yeah, so. literally. She literally wants to punch her in <laughs> the face. And she literally can't even. I am gonna side with Jason Stewart, while I would very much like to see Corinne hang out till at least Fantasy Suites, I just feel like we might have exactly one week left of her magic, and she is going to be out of the house, and that's unfortunate. I'm going to miss Corinne. Yeah, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I could be wrong. Uh, who else? Okay, so you mentioned Danielle M. She's she's clinically depressed. What is she doing there? She seems so unhappy. Which she's one's that? S- the tall, skinny blonde. So skinny. Yeah. Not a fan. Um, <laughs> no, the one that you think looks like Vienna I was talking about. Oh, the cross-eyed one. the other one does yes. seem clinically depressed, yes. too. Yes, the cross-eyed one sure that looks there. like Vienna from... Um, I also learn like, these girls' names. I like Sarah with the bob from Newport. Oh, no, I'm not, didn't, she's gone, isn't she? Oh, has she gone? I think she's gone. Has I think she, she left at the last, gone? I think she's has left, she left at the last row. She just said goodbye. Oh, sorry, I wasn't was paying attention. Un- unfortunate face on that, Sarah, but I, I noticed. I don't care for any of these chicks. I noticed, it's so hard for me to, like, think well, of who's let, even let's think about, in the mix. Let's yeah. about, oh, Rachel. How about the two women of color that are. Uh, Rachel yeah. and Jasmine. Jasmine and Rachel. Jasmine just seems like a. Stir upper doesn't seem to be making any connection yeah. with the guy, and Rachel is probably too smart and too with it. I think she's she's losing obviously losing patience, and I think she. I don't feel like she's into it. Neither neither of them do it for me. The um the Jasmine is a Dallas Stars dancer or something, right. so she's gonna she'll be fine. She's gonna hook up with Mike Madonna or Brett Hull or something. If Taylor she'll sticks be fine. around, I think she could go far. Um, yeah, I mean, I just don't see that happening. I'm not, Rachel and Jasmine, I'm done with. Well, Um, Raven's already in love with them. Raven's, Raven is good in the, in an open field environment because she's able to see predators coming from either side. That's true. If there is a mountain lion or they should keep around for for this. If there's a mountain lion or bear in the bachelor mansion or wherever they go, or if there's any kind of raptor flying overhead, she's going to be able to see first because of her just unbelievable peripheral vision. She only has peripheral vision. Can I, uh, um, there's a so there's a Lexus who's just comic comic relief. Jason Stewart, yes. Uh, can I throw my uh, my my woman in the ring again? I the, in the first podcast I brought Astrid. her Astrid because she, Astrid. she claimed to Nick in the first sentence that she has 
real boobs, and her boobs have been so fun to watch all season They're real long. big. I would agree with that. She didn't yeah. – remember, agree. she didn't strap them in for the physical activity where she needed a yes. couple more sports bras, and yes. she's still she sprint. very uh, – in this game and really fun to watch. I, I, well, I, I'm definitely not going to root for any contestant with big natural breasts to go home (laughs) any sooner than they need to. That is for sure. That being said, that's, that's literally the only thing I care about on Astrid. I'm just, she's done nothing for me. I don't think I've ever heard her talk. I don't. I don't think she's particularly cute. Yes, she's got big natural breasts, which I support. Um, but her sports bra doesn't. But that said, uh, I'm just. I'm. I'm done with Astrid as well. I mean, she can hang out till fantasy suites. Uh, she's. She's done nothing. So who the hell's I'm favorite Vanessa, to win this thing? I, I like Vanessa. I like Vanessa to go. It's to me. It's Vanessa. And when you say or, Vanessa, you mean Vanessa's boobs. Yeah. It's. It's either Vanessa or Danielle. I think. And I, I don't like Danielle. I'm, I'm team Vanessa. I'm team Corinne. Those are my top two. Uh, okay. Anything else? I don't think so. Anything else to discuss? You guys want to talk? You guys want to do- Jason, do you have anything on Bachelor? I want to quickly knock out the some Oscar nominations uh, before closing this out. Anything else on Bachelor, Jason? I'm trying to rack my brain to see if there's something else that, uh, that needs to be out there that the listeners need to know about this season. Yeah. But no, I think, uh, I think we've covered it. Yeah, I think I think we are all caught up there. Okay, the this just today or this week, depending on when you're listening to this, the Oscar nominations came out. Let's hit. Let's just quickly go through the big categories. Are you guys ready? Yes. Ready. Uh, okay, Jason, you've probably seen more of these movies than than I have than Kate has, but we'll hit them all. Uh, for, starting with, we'll just do the big categories, obviously, unless mm-hmm. you guys want to do. Um, that's no, just do the big language. ones. You guys want to do big ones? Cinematography. Okay. Actress in a supporting role. <laughs> the nominations: Viola Davis, Fences. Didn't see it. That's that Denzel Washington one. Uh, Naomi Harris, Moonlight. Fantastic film. Fantastic performance. Nicole Kidman, Lion. Just seems to have a short haircut there. I did not see that. Octavia Spencer, Hidden Figures. Supposedly quite good. That's the NASA. Film and Michelle Williams, Manchester by the Sea. I've only seen two of those movies, Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea. Jason Stewart, you got the screeners. You're insane. Yeah, I, uh, so I've, I've seen all five. And yeah. uh, with Viola Davis winning the, um, the Golden Globe, and Moonlight. then I think the SAGs this weekend, I think she's a favorite to win that. I think she's, she's going to be the favorite to win this. And, um, Notice, uh, and this will be a theme, three black actors in a category. Yeah. A, uh, the, again, extreme response to Oscars so white um, is maybe a couple of these um, nominees not quite as deserving, which I think, oh, I think is the – it's such a disservice to, uh, you know, my, minority actors so when, the- you, when you – when you like force in these nominations because you got so much shit for last year. You're the expert. So what what performances were left out of this category? Oh, I don't. I, who was? I haven't, I haven't even thought that. Who was shoved I, just, I see Octavia Spencer, and I think uh, she's been nominated before. She's very highly regarded. She's that kind of yep. sassy uh, actress that everyone loves. And um, 
I, I saw this movie the other day, and she, there's nothing spectacular about this. And I think the lead, act, yeah. the lead actress in Hidden Figures, I think, maybe got jobbed a little bit. Right. Um, the, I know the Naomi Harris from Moonlight. I thought she was fantastic really in that good, movie. It's really a very heavy, heavy movie. And she's the only – because it takes place over time. She's the only character that's – or the a- only actor that's in the entire movie. And I, I thought she was fantastic. I would say overrated. Kate, see if you agree with me. Michelle Williams. Fantastic performance in Manchester by the Sea. Really good movie. I don't think she had enough scenes. She's in four scenes. So. She's in yeah. four scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. And she, the scenes were not um, her alone. Yes. She she had one really, really good scene with Casey Affleck. It was a very moving scene. She yeah. acted her tits off in that actress, scene. She's a great actress. She's a great actress. I just didn't feel like that was a little See, light for a supporting actress Didn't seem nomination. like enough. Okay. Um, supporting actor. Mershala Ali, Moonlight, Jeff Bridges, Heller Highwater, Lucas Hedges, Manchester by the Sea, Michael Shannon, who is so intense. I haven't seen that movie, but he's so good. Nocturnal Animals and Dev Patel, Lion. Again, I've only seen two of these movies. I really, I'm going to watch Heller Highwater this weekend. It's driving me crazy that I haven't seen I've it. I've been dying to see Nocturnal, Nocturnal Animals, yeah, let's, too. Let's knock both of those out. Okay, Jason Stewart, your thoughts. You're the expert. Okay, so um, Ali, this, here's the deal with Ali. This is my theory, right? He's like, he's on the verge. Like he's going to be the next big thing. Like he was, he's Remy in House of Cards. Um, like the next Idris Elba. Yeah, I, you know, he. This is a, this is a perfect example of. I didn't think he was great in the movie per se, but he's like the next big thing, and the Academy wants to make sure that we we fill these categories with a certain amount of color. And um, I thought he was better. And uh, did you guys see Hidden Figures or no? No, okay, so the, there's a couple it. like uh, carryover actors on in each of these films. Janelle Monae. Yeah, and he, I think he was better on that one. But anyways, uh, I saw Lion, and it, you guys should see Lion. And I know Kate, you have, um, um, you know, you're 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 either where exactly are you from in Australia? I'm from yeah, from Perth. Um, you have to see Lion, so grab it because it's. I don't know if it's an grab Australian it. made film, but it definitely is set. I don't think it is, but it was filmed. Yeah, a lot of it was filmed there. Yeah, but it's like it's like Slumdog meets uh, whatever. (laughs) But like uh, Dev Patel, I thought was brilliant, and he got uh, I thought he got screwed of the Golden Globes. And the the funny thing is, the actor from Nocturnal Animals, Mike Shannon's co-actor, won the Golden Globe. He didn't even get nominated here, so I'll go with Dev Dev Patel. Okay, interesting. Uh, Okay. Actress in a leading role, and this is this could be uh, a tough category to call. Uh, Isabel Huppert from Elle, Ruth Nega from Loving, never heard of it. Natalie Portman playing a historical figure, Jackie. Meryl Streep always nominated, no matter what she's in, and Emma Stone from La La Land. Uh, Jason Stewart, I'll d- defer to your greatness, but I- I'll tell you right now, I haven't seen La La Land, but I hate it. Yeah, and what what I'm really getting sick of is saying the name. It's not it's not a it's real a masculine name. name to say over and over again. And but I think you kind of have to give in to give into the monster here. I think Lala Land's going to win most of these nominations. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. And I don't see Emma Stone losing this. Uh, Portman was great in Jackie. Um, and this, I guess, this L movie. But and she won this. Uh, Isabel won the uh, the Golden Globe. I guess this movie is fantastic. It's about 
a uh, woman who, a, a rape victim who gets back at... Uh, this is actually the only movie in this category that Brian and I have actually yeah, I've seen. seen. I've, <laughs> I've seen it, and it's, it's, it's a strange movie. It's directed by Paul Verhoeven. It's long. It's long. And she is in every scene. It's in French. She is in every single scene of the movie, and she's fantastic. So She's, good. I wouldn't. I, I want her to win. I don't know how, what grade I would give the movie. I I would say I liked the movie. I wouldn't say it's a great movie. No. I would say that it's an interesting movie. But it's a good movie because of her. But her performance, performance yeah. is amazing. So where did, it's where did you see it? For, we uh, watched it at home. Is yeah. it on Netflix or something? I mean, it's if you know where it's to available. look. Oh, okay, I got you. Around. So you got some yeah. illegal pirated stuff going. I, I need to find it. No, yeah. that's not what we said, Jason. Don't Jason, put words in our mouth. Uh, yeah, she won. She won the Golden Globe, which surprised me. I don't think that momentum is going to carry over. I just don't think enough of these old people that that get the screeners that are in the Academy will have seen Elle. This Emma Stone's probably going to win because La La this movie, yeah. everyone's in love with it. Everyone loves this I movie. I would rather a like a, a, to see like Natalie Portman. Not a fan. Okay. Actor in a leading role, Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield, who's one of those people that I just cannot stand, I'll say that, Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan Gosling, La La Land, Denzel Washington, Fences, and Viggo Mortensen, Captain Fantastic. Jason Stewart, your thoughts? By the way, I agree with you on Garfield. Something about that guy, I think what he he came in on social network, I guess he's a pretty good actor, but I, I don't get it. Um, the... Uh, by the way, I just saw uh, Captain Fantastic the other day. You guys will love it. You guys got to go watch it. It's amazing. Uh, we actually saw that one in the theater, you did? Jay Stu. When it, yeah, didn't you love it? we were early adopters of that, and we yeah. loved it. It's a it's a really good movie. Viggo Mortensen, fantastic actor, so good, so handsome, heartbreakingly good role. Shows his dick. Oh yeah. Another reason he should win. Yeah, his dick is visible in this movie, and I, it is looking. Nice. If I had his yeah. body, and he's probably my age. Maybe early forties. No, he's I'd like no, to he's do older. a monologue now where I objectify men's bodies. Go for it. Um, I wouldn't wear clothes. His, I think he's fifty. Yeah. No, he's he's a beautiful man. Uh, Gosling's going to win this though, right? La La Land. No, I think I think it. I feel like Casey Affleck's going to win. He's, he it was a great performance. It was it was an he's, incredible. He's going to win. Well, like, think about it. Think about it. Okay. The Academy is a bunch of artists. And a bunch of people that supposedly, you know, are, are very pretentious about their art. And I think they they really think that Ryan's like singing, dancing, acting is the full. Right. Full you practice. learned the piano for this role. Yeah. Apparently. I mean, and I, yeah. I really yeah. do think that they're going to give him his credit because Andy's one of those guys who's been up for this a, a, at least a handful of times. And I think they're going to finally pay him off. And Casey Affleck. He won the uh, Golden Globe, but um, he's such a zero. And I really do think that personality counts. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the kind of performance that wins award, awards. It should win an award. It was a very – it was – could not have been easy. Jason Stewart, you're an actor. You've had to emote on it screen. It was a beautiful performance. Imagine doing what he did for two hours. Uh, seems like it would have taken a toll. But that said, he should – I think he should win. This Ryan like Gosling is going to win. Very hard to show like that level of pain really authentically for that like for that you know what it, consistently you know what it reminds me of and so subtly too yeah remember in, uh, what, what's that Jason remember yeah. in uh, what was it the first Naked Gun when they they have that montage of good times and they show them walking out of a theater and just laughing and then they 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 
uh, they uh, focus up to the movie and it's platoon that they're walking out of just really laughing hysterically. Yes. I think yes, that yes. this is the night of the 2017 version of if they shot that naked gun scene, it would be Manchester by the sea. Totally, the- totally. It is, <laughs> it is a major bummer. Super depressing movie, but so good. Like I don't, I would not let that daunt you from going and seeing this movie because I highly recommend it. I thought it was, I thought it was a really good movie and a really good performance. Okay, um, best picture. Uh, what, what happened to best director? That should be here. Hold on. Let's do best director quickly. I, well, I think we can all agree that best director is going to be the, the La La Land guy. Who um, also Damien Chazelle. You know who it's not going to be? Mel Gibson. Right. It, it's, well, it's a shocker that Mel was even nominated. He was supposed to never get accolades like this. So it speaks to how good the movie is. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll, I'll go. I'll go watch it. But like um, this uh, Damien Chazelle guy, he did. Um, what did he do last year? It was a. Uh, he did um, a drummer uh, movie. Moon. No, what's it called? The drummer Whiplash. movie. Whiplash. Whiplash. Fantastic movie. And that's is, is that not his thing? Like, I think he, the lead actor in that movie like learned how to do drums for that. Yeah. And but did he direct that or only write I, it? I think he just wrote it. Oh, really? It. Oh, I thought he directed it too. Never mind. I'm not <laughs> sure. Actually, yeah, I don't know either. But but I, I think it's like a slam dunk for this one. Um. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Um, and best picture, um, Arrival. It's the, it's only nomination. Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, Moonlight, Manchester by the Sea, Lion or La La Land. I, my gut tells me it comes down to Lion or La La Land, and it's got to be La La Land that wins it. La La Land was written and directed by Damien Chazelle. So was Whiplash. This this he wrote a short. Whiplash was a right. short that then got the, made yeah. into a feature. So. This also he was like born in, in 1985. Yeah, he's a Just young to guy. Make you I think feel he bad about yourself. Or something. Um, this La La Land though, this is going to be one of those ones that we look back at. It's like dances with wolves. I just feel like everybody is so depressed at the moment that everyone just wants to feel good. And this movie obviously makes people just like, you know, like feel like happy. It's like it crash, crash one best picture when it should have been Brokeback Mountain. Like we're we're, we're not going to, La La Land is going to win, but it's not something we're going to look back fondly upon. I do think that we've come a long way that little tiny movies like Moonlight are in these huge categories. Yeah. Uh, that makes me happy. Yeah, and, and I think that, like... Uh, that not many people have seen Moonlight, you know, small audience, and it's up for Best Picture. By the way... Yeah. I think yeah. that's so cool. Well, yeah, yeah. no, I agree. By the way, that's, that's not really a cheer you up either. It, it, if uh, if you're feeling bummer. a little bit on the, on the, you know, if you're not feeling too good about yourself, don't do the Manchester by the Sea Moonlight but you should definitely see most i would say that moonlight though gives you sort of a you leave with a good feeling at the end yeah that you know so, sort of the triumph of the human spirit or i don't know that's just humanity in general that there's i don't know positive things i don't know i think that there's a i'm, I'm searching for something good to say it's a really good movie but yeah it's kind of a yeah movie. i i'm looking forward to hearing your guys's impression of lion i think it's so underrated in this category um but but la la land just like these adaptations of plays have always gotten yeah. I mean, which it was at chicago and um i don't know for some reason i can't think of any others but like they seem to always seem to take these awards just because again artists love all that shit and actors going out of their comfort zone and singing and stuff but i think what sets this movie apart is that 
this was like made for screen as opposed to it being a play and landing on the on the motion picture. And I think that that they they respect even more. I just I don't see any, anybody winning this but them. Um, yeah, I got to agree. It's going to be their night. OK. Great job, guys. I, this is I was stoked that we could convene to do this. I'm glad you got rained out, Jason. Right. Let's let's try to get that batting average up, buddy. All right. I'll try. Let's just put them in play. Hit them where they ain't. All right. <laughs> hit it. Just hit it where it, back where it came from. Take it up the middle. <laughs> um, for our very own Jason Stewart, our very own fancy sauce. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been a special episode of The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. Thank you very much. We will see you next time. Hi, everybody. Later, guys.